Welcome to episode 11 of the Oxfordshire Teacher Training Podcast. I'm Matthew Coatsworth and this morning I'm sitting down remotely with Kat Ligate, who is the NQT Induction Coordinator at the Charwell School in Oxford. Welcome, Kat. Hello, Matthew. Thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, Kat and I have worked together on, on many different things for a, a number of years. Um, but um, today we're going to focus particularly on, on the role of the mentor and the, and the role of the mentor once uh, an associate teacher or a trainee teacher has moved into their first job. So at the moment, um, we might well call them an NQT mentor. Um, but as you'll hear from the conversation that we're about to have, um, over the next year or so, um, very much thinking about that as an early career mentor as well. So, um, so Kat, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about, about the role that you have um, within the child in terms of um, developing mentors um, for newly qualified teachers. Okay, so normally um, within any schools in Oxfordshire, if you're a smaller school, the head teacher would have responsibility for making sure that there was an induction programme in place. Um, that you've got the required uh, amount of time to complete it and that you have a mentor and that all the documentation is in place. In larger schools, such as the Chawa School, um, that's devolved out to an induction coordinator. So I'm in charge of making sure that the induction programme uh, runs smoothly. So I'm a kind of a liaison between the mentor, subject leaders and, and the NQT to make sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. So if, I, if I'm somebody who's, who's currently training to, to be a teacher and I'm just about to, to come and start um, as an NQT in school, um, what, what would I be hoping that an effective NQT mentor would be doing to support, um, support me at the very start of my career? So at the very start of your career, your mentor should be there to, to kind of like be that guidance up, uh, sort of over and above and beyond what you get from the faculty. Um, so they're there to make sure that it, you can um, do everything that the faculty are asking you to do um, and that you are developing your um, your professional development is going as it should be doing. Um, so they're, they're kind of a good mentor will be looking after not just your well-being, but also your professional development and also helping you to ensure that you secure all the uh, paperwork and evidence to show that you've assessed standards. Yeah, so so um, so it, in a way, not not massively different from the role of a mentor um, on initial teacher training. Uh, one of the other things I'd be interested to talk about with with you today is uh, is how you support um, your mentors. So, in terms of my mentors, uh, one of the key thing, the biggest difficulties for the mentors is that they don't get any time to do it. So um, there's, there's no sort of given time as as opposed to a mentor that you might get on your um, initial teacher training. So one of the key roles of mine is to make sure that that job is made as smooth as possible for the mentor. So I try to ease the paperwork side from them so they can focus more on the personal side with the um, with their NQT um, and also is to make sure that they're confident in whenever they go and observe a lesson they know what they're looking out for um, if there's any problems that they can pass them on and then they, they know how to deal with those and also really to, how to sort of assess problems or where problems might come up so so alerting them to um, key areas one of the things that I do is I make sure I send out regular email reminders to them about what the focus of meeting should be so they don't have to look through paperwork again to remind themselves um, and also any key deadlines and things like that. And I try and make the, the paperwork side of it as smooth as possible by taking off editing and things like that as well. 
Interesting that you talk there about um, about kind of to the, the, the kind of the, the the pastoral side of the role, um, and then the kind of the the procedural side of the role. Yeah. And uh, I know that's something that we 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 think about quite quite a bit um, with uh, initial teacher training as as well. So, um, any particular um, kind of things that you've done, um, maybe say that this this year before everything obviously changed, but um, in terms of, of the kind of the development that you've, you've given to your mentors and maybe some training you've done. So the types of things I might do is uh, particularly for new mentors and mentors are new to doing the paperwork seems to be one of the key issues. And that seems to be a big sticking point. Um, and so things like how to have that sort of first evaluation. So during the course of the year, you will have three evaluations of where you are in terms of your standards. And those get written up into a document. Um, and the, the traditional sort of role thing is the mentor would go away and write it, send it to the NQT. And I've kind of turned that into a, a sitting down as a two way discussion. But I've had some mentors who've struggled really sort of have how to frame that or, or, or what to do or what to talk or what they should be covering. So I've gone in and done the typing and um, kind of freed up the conversation and been a third person there to help sort of direct it and move it or in where they might be struggling. And that's great dividends because you do that with for the first session where the three of you sit together and work through that document. And then they subsequently find the next two documents much, much easier to do. Brilliant, brilliant. And obviously, if you're a more experienced mentor, you probably wouldn't need that third no, person there to start with. Um, but that's that's a, a, a really great that you've had that positive feedback about how that kind of thing has, has worked for you. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking about uh, at this this stage um, this uh, podcast when it first gets broadcast will be broadcast in June. So, we're getting towards the end of, a, of an academic year, albeit a very odd academic year, and um, we're, we're thinking about the fact that for um, some some of our associate teachers they're going to be moving on to a school that they know extremely well because they've had a placement there. Others might be moving on to um, a school which is very new to them. And um, when, when, they, when they eventually start in that, in that new school, um, that, that kind of means that the, the kind of the material that's passed on, transition material, um, is, is important. I wonder whether you've, you know, in, in your experience, uh, it'd be interesting for us just to think about, um, you know, how, how you create that seamless join from initial teacher training into the NQT year so that teachers do develop, um, you know, as confident and competent teachers and get the right kind of habits going straight away, really. Well, I think I think the transition documents are useful. I mean, when I get them, I tend to pass them on to the, the mentors and then they, they will use them. For someone coming into a new situation, though, quite often their scenario can change, but it can be useful for the mentor to at least have a background of where their strengths and, and, and areas for development were so that they can then re-guide and set the new targets for the new year as well. Um, uh, but I think the you know as much as possible, it's about being very open and honest. I think we try and encourage our NQTs. I mean, one of the first exercises I might do with them when they arrive is you know a little exercise where you put your thoughts in a box and you know what are the what's the thing you're looking forward to most and what are you least looking forward to, so we can address some of those anxieties. But um, it's about being open and honest. I think we try and, and ask them to do that so that they're coming to us and we're saying look we're going to develop you further but help us do that brilliant brilliant um so here, here we've got this this kind of developing relationship 
um, between the, the mentor and the NQT or the early career teacher, as I expect we'll get used to, to calling calling this this role yeah. role that um, the beginning teacher has has in the future. So, the you, you talked earlier about the the, the importance of uh, the, the pastoral side of, of the role. Um, mm. Have you have you have you come across any particular ways that this has worked really really well, or things that you've done um, as a, a coordinator to to help support your mentors? Mainly, it's been a a case of usually you get a good fit. Most faculty leaders will will have a good fit. Um, one of the, some of the stuff I've been doing for my um, master's research is looking at that that role between mentors and things, and and it's actually the rapport between the two is is really really important. And I think if you get that fit right, then that that usually works well. Occasionally, where you haven't got the fit right, it's about making sure that they the NQT themselves have another avenue, another person. So it might be a kind of a buddy or whatever else where they can go, so they can go and explore and. And maybe talking to the mentor as well about how to pick up and those cues are things that they should be doing. One of the things I do it is uh, quite often we get a dip in sort of just after Christmas time um, because you're, you know, the initial novelty's worn off. You've had those long, big two terms and um, things, the, the classes might be starting to unravel by that point and there can be sort of a bit of a morale dip. And that's something that I tend to, to, to warn the mentors for, look out for these things and, and give them sort of tips for that. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, um, you've, you've just mentioned that um, you've, you're working on a master's about this. So um, this, this might be an opportunity for you to perhaps just to share a little bit about um, what you've been doing with that. And that will, I think, lead us very nicely into talking about the early career framework as well. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing a master's in educational leadership um, and uh, the project that I've done, sort of my change project, as it were, was to look at the second year of teaching. So uh, we've always wanted to try and there's been over the years we've had various different things we've tried to put in place for second year teachers. Um, So my project was looking at coaching as an effective model for supporting teachers in their second year of of, um, their yeah so their NQT plus one year as it were Um, and so I did a lot of the literature review that I did uh, for in support of that really really stressed the importance of what the, the fact that you go from very very supportive environment once fortnightly mentor meetings you get six observations across a year you know, there's, there's an induction team, you have an induction coordinator, you meet together as a group, to all of a sudden, nothing. Um, and this is something that they, they a lot of um, people can struggle with. Um, luckily, we have very strong systems in our school, but I still feel that there, there was capacity. And so we explored coaching as a, as a model. Um, and that was meeting once a term to have a coaching session focused on and the initial results from that are looking incredibly positive. That's fantastic. Um, and of course, uh, for, for, those, for those of you who are regular listeners to this podcast, you'll have already heard me talking um, with Sam Twizzleton about the ITT core content. Um, this was back in episode eight. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I do uh, urge you to do so, um, where Sam and I look very closely at, at um, the the material that's going to be um, very, very important for all initial teacher trainers to be thinking about um, from September 2020. Um, but also that material is, is extremely similar um, and, and 
very explicitly, it's meant to be extremely similar to the early career framework. And if you haven't yet come across the, the early career framework, um, this, is, this is something that will be, um, uh, it's being trialled in a number of schools uh, from September 2020. It will be in all schools in September 2021. And this is going to be, um, just as you started to talk about here, Kat, um, the fir- not the first year, but the first two years of your, your career as a teacher, thinking yeah. about what, what's going to be in place, what kind of things, you know, in a way, we, we talk a lot about the teacher's standards, but actually the early career framework and the, the, um, the initial teacher training core content framework, both of these have a series of things that um, you, you want to be able to, to learn how to do things and learn that there are certain ways of being able to do things. And that they, there's, there's significant overlap between between those so um thinking about then the, the the early career framework so so in the work that you've been doing um for your masters and the work you've been doing with within the school um obviously it's still very much early days it's not going to be introduced um for um just over a year now um at the time of recording um but um just interested to see see what what you've thought of the material that's that's there um around the early career, career framework and, and how that might help you in your role in the future, I mean, I think it's I think it's a really really good move from the government to to push it to two years because it's clear from the research that I've done in in terms of induction support, um, one year really isn't enough, um, and that it does need to need to go on into that second year, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have got a lot of of of, of staff leaving. Also, the 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 kind of the one of the key things that was really interesting to note from the research that I was was doing was that schools that have, um, and this is an interesting thing for for people who are thinking about which schools they should be going for, but schools that have lots and lots of professional development elsewhere across the school. So the more factors that you can put into that induction framework and the more support you can give into it, the better the uh, professional development of the the teachers that were involved. And they also suggested that um, the the quan it wasn't so much the quantity of inter you know sort of coaching interactions or mentoring interactions, but the quality of those was much more important as well. So those are two factors that I've really kind of bear in mind in terms of it's really crucial that we up how we train, increase the training that we do for the people here mentoring and supporting um, these early career teachers. Um, and that needs to be incredibly robust. Um, I did quite quite a significant amount of training with the coaches that were involved in my programme, and they really, really relished it and took a, and it gave them a lot for their own professional development. So there's a there's a motivation factor for that as well. They quite liked the idea that they were off timetable during the school day to discuss how to best support and, and to move forward. Yeah, and I, I, it's, I, I do remember that there was a real buzz around around the school um, shortly after you'd done the first first part of training for the people who were working um, doing this, um, saying so, you know, this, you know saying this this is this is what training should be about, and of course that that in a way is is a very important part of you know effect, effective mentoring is it's you know we've, we've we've talked about time we'll talk a bit more about time in a minute but um, um, having having senior leaders in the school. Um, who are really valuing the importance of the role of the mentor, the coach, um, and and the importance of professional development for, for staff is, um, you know, it, it makes so so much difference. It really, Definitely, really absolutely does. <laughs> for, for, from your perspective, what do you think the greatest challenges are then for being a mentor um, for somebody at the beginning of their career? 
I, I think it is time. It definitely is time. Um, and and the fact that there isn't an allocation. I, there are some people who would be really, really good mentors who just who can't, who just haven't got the capacity um, within their work-life balance to, to fit that in. Um, and uh, And that, to me, seems like a big shame, an absolutely massive shame. And I wish we could give them more time <laughs> to do yeah. it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting if you if you look at um, what's going on in in other other uh, countries, mm. some some of the countries that have have really really uh, successful uh, and kind of high, where teachers are highly regarded, teachers have a very high kind of um, res- respect for, for their profession and enjoy doing this. Part of that is because of the, the amount of time that they're given to actually train themselves within their working day as opposed to on top of their work. And it, the interesting thing is, I mean, the, the, they don't need a huge amount of time either. No. Um, no. I noticed that from my coaching program because I offered all of the coaches what, you know, they'd been factored in that they could have cover to have their coaching conversation and not a single one took them up on it. Um, we, I did take them off cover for both of their training sessions. Um, and that was, you know, to get everybody together at the same time. But apart from that, they were they were more than happy to just give that time up because they'd seen other time invested in them. Yeah, so it doesn't take a huge time investment for people to feel, oh right, this thing I'm doing is being valued. It's been seen as important by the school. It makes me feel like I want to do it well. Yeah, and um, if you know, there's a there's a there's a kind of there's a plea out there to 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 senior leaders and and uh, to uh, to government actually, to be honest saying actually you can see we're not not needing huge amounts of time but yeah. that little bit um it's it has a has a, a real knock-on knock-on effect um, how we're going to do that um i suppose one of the things that really interests me um working uh, in initial teacher education is um when when i start to see how uh people who are you know they, they haven't even started in schools and yet they're they're being able to, to contribute to the kind of the learning culture of the schools where they work I'm, I'm thinking particularly at the moment we've got one of our current associate teachers who has been producing um on, online material for um for their class um a primary class for, for PE on YouTube each and I think they're on to kind of like episode 10 or 11 now of, of doing these. Um, and there's a real buzz uh, about what's going on there where, where, where we've got somebody who's, you know, haven't even started, started as an NQT and yet they're, they're, what they're doing is, is of, of great, great value to, to so many people. Um, so um, I'm interested to know from, from your point of view about how, um, how NQTs um, and, and other people who are sort of, you know, in, the, in their second or third year of teaching, um, how they're contributing to the, to the culture of a school and, um, and whether whether that's something you think about with with your mentors as as thinking about well how can we get our NQTs to be add, adding significant value to to the school where they're working? Um, I think well one of the things is they're coming in fresh with new research stuff, so they're always bringing in new ideas as well, um, which is is quite invigorating. I know from my own time spent as a mentor and my other and anyone who has mentored, which has really really valued those professionally rich discussions that you can have with somebody who's fresh from the you know the research and the training and everything else. So I think that's 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 one. 
Um, and also to the, you know, I, th I think it's for some of my NQTs, um, they're being mentored by someone not necessarily directly within their faculty. And it's getting that perspective back of what it's like to be in, a, in another faculty. For example, if someone is, is teaching across multiple faculties, they might get a perspective of, oh, right, that's going on in, in another another part of the school um, I know we bring I, I bring my NQTs together for a, a joint session on um, feedback and marking and um, we all have you know I stress the fact that they have to find out their own faculty feedback marking policies and bring that along but I think that richness of seeing some ideas from other faculties and then bringing those back into their own department as well um, is another one where they can be enriching yeah, that's really, 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 really important stuff there. Um, it's It's been fascinating talking this, this morning. And um, before we finish, it's it's been really interesting hearing hearing you talk about um, things which are, really are very similar um, to the, the world of initial teacher training and, and the, the importance that, that we place on so many different aspects um, of, being a, of, of being a high quality mentor. Yeah. I want to just um, do a little plug if I may um, back in episode six um, I'm, I met with Emma Hollis the um, chief executive of NASBIT and we talked about mentoring there and um, at, at the time that that episode came out um, Emma was was very excited and telling us all about um, a teacher educator and mentoring zone the TEMZ um, that NASBIT was just about to launch on their website and um, there's, uh, I'm, I'm doing a plug here for, for anybody who's listening in who happens to be an NQT mentor or is um, thinking about being an early career mentor, which is that um, if you visit um, NASBIT, um, that I'll leave it in uh, the show notes, but it's uh, nasbit.nasbtt.org.uk forward slash TEMS, that's T-E-M-Z. Um, you can register for free access to their um, teacher educator and mentoring zone. There's some brilliant, brilliant material in there. And um, the conversations that Kat and I have been having today, um, the conversations I had with Sam Twizzleton and with Emma recently, um, all of those things, we're, we're looking at not just the, the, the procedural side of things, it's, it's about that's uh, that the pastoral side of things it's about supporting people it's about helping people to develop to become um, professionals uh, in in their world and there's some great great material that um, I think lots of people would be really interested in having a look at if they haven't done so there um, but Kat thank you so much for spending some time with us um, today um, I know that you're extremely busy like lots and lots of other teachers are across the country at the moment even though um, for much of the time we're not yet face to face with with children again um, at the time of recording it's uh, the first week of june so we know that our colleagues working in primary schools are welcoming back more children this this week and um, i know that uh, like like probably the vast majority of people who will be listening to this um, your schools will have been open since february and um, so when people have talked about reopening schools of course what they really mean is um, reopening to more people because it's been open longer than I think it's ever been uh, to, without without having that kind of time off um, if we think back all the way back to February it's been a long time since schools have been open every single workday thank you so much Kat it's been great thank to you. talk to you today